Hi there. We are so glad to see you here in our little town. You may have heard of us before, and while you can't believe everything you read, we hope you are prepared to enjoy your stay. Because here, anything can happen. So, lock your doors, set aside your assumptions, broaden your mind, and enjoy your trip to Superstition. Episode 7, From a Certain Point of View. I know it sounds crazy, but I promise, Captain O'Connell, this is what I saw. Am I going to get the same story from the other two? Yes, because it's what happened. Please continue. We didn't realize where we were. We must have walked farther than we planned, but if we hadn't, we wouldn't have found it. Captain, I don't think they realized they were on private property. They walked a lot farther than they meant to. But it's the only way we could have found that body. Someone hid it. Yeah, we got kind of lost. What about it? If we hadn't, that thing would still be nailed to that rock. I think I'm traumatized, Captain. I'm never going to sleep again. I didn't want to look, but I couldn't help it. And the whole time, all I was thinking was, Oh no, I'm going to be in so much trouble with the police. It was just so horrible. Yeah, it was gross. I observed it to be partially decomposed human remains, severely warped due to prolonged exposure to the sun and wind. I removed the civilians from the area, cordoned off the body, and phoned it in. And that's really what happened? Yes, sir. That is absolutely, definitely... I mean, sure, from a certain point of view. Essentially, just about what happened. Start from the beginning. Again, tell me exactly what happened before you found the body. You want to know the truth? Yes, exactly. Don't say I didn't warn you. You were out on County Road 13 last night, starting at 11 p.m. Mm-hmm. And you weren't alone. Mm-hmm. Who was with you? <laughs> Isabella, this is going to be a lot easier on you if you tell me what happened rather than making me guess. What does easier mean, exactly? I saw your father at the auto shop last week. Seems like his health was good. Is that what we're doing? Want me to ask after your kids? We're not exactly pals, Captain. Then tell me what I need to know, and I'll let you go home. Jack St. James and I were taking a hike, which you already know. At midnight. Stargazing. Constellations. Like Orion's belt. And then you got lost, and one of my officers happened to stumble across you in the dark. Lucky, I guess. And that's when you found the body. Yep. How did you know where to look for it? I didn't. That's why it's a shock. 
It just seems awfully convenient that you would happen to stumble across it in the dark together. Captain, are you about to ask me something that could be culturally insensitive? Not intentionally. Yeah, that's what I thought. Are we done? One more thing. It didn't occur to you that the reason Jack St. James agreed to go stargazing with you on that road might have something to do with Kate Millay? Well, I'd hope she wasn't thinking about Kate Millay. It didn't occur to you, then. I don't know anything about that. Then what, I wonder, were you doing out there? Stargazing. That'll be all. Officer Madrazo, what made you think it was appropriate to escort two civilians onto private property that's been designated as the potential scene of a crime? The same private property you had been reprimanded for trespassing on the day before. I wasn't escorting them, sir. I was doing my due diligence as an officer of the Superstition Police Force to ensure their safety when I realized they were out late at night without any kind of light. That's how people get lost and fall into ravines. You were doing your duty. Yes, sir. Which didn't include asking them why they were out there in the dead of night? I did, sir. They'd gotten lost. Miss St. James' truck was several miles away on the road. They were stargazing. It's a good time of year for it. Officer, I'm a little concerned that your emotional investment in this case is compromising your judgment. With all due respect, sir, I'd be worried if I wasn't emotionally invested. If I were you. I mean, we all know Kate. We're all worried about her. Tom, do you know what this is? Ah, it looks like a background check. For who? Jacqueline St. James. Do you know what this contains? Are you asking me if I looked her up? She's a consultant. I didn't feel the need to. You trust that she's telling the truth about what she's doing here? Who she is? Is there a reason I shouldn't? Sir? You tell me. How did she know where to find that body? She didn't. None of us did. Are you sure? I don't understand what yes, you're- Yes, you do. You're a smart young man, Madrazo. You have to be wondering what her endgame really is. Just like you must be wondering if that body- Of course I am. I always am. But Jules doesn't have anything to do with Kate Millay. He has as much to do with it as Jack St. James does. Is there anything else I need to know? No, sir. All right. Go check in with the coroner. And take that with you. Just in case. And then you saw a bright light in the sky above the town. And after that? Well, Captain, that's when I saw the UFO. Miss St. James. Hi. It's almost 6 a.m. I've gotten four hours of sleep tonight, and a bunch of idiots found a body in the desert, so you'll excuse me if I ignore that steaming pile of bullshit. Ah, I was hoping we'd get there. It has been an hour. One might think you've been in this position before. One might think that. Then let's cut to the chase. Oh, let's. I'm getting really tired of the runaround. Give me one good reason I shouldn't lock you up right now for trespassing interfering in an investigation, and 
generally being a pain in my ass. Because you don't know where Kate Millay is. And you do. No, but I'm gonna find her. You'll forgive my skepticism. Will I? Then you'll forgive me saying that the three idiots who found that body seem to be the only people in this town willing to do something about a missing girl. I don't really feel like I need to tell you the details of my investigation. Yeah, see, I knew you'd say that. People in your position always do. You're speaking from experience. I'm not at liberty to say. What are you doing in my town? Chicago sucks this time of year. Try again. My spidey senses tingle in the presence of bureaucratic idiocy. You're looking for something. Isn't everyone, when you really think about it? And I want you to tell me what it is. I'm not going to do that. Then I'd suggest you stop, get in your truck, and move on down the highway. Find another town to wreak havoc in. There's nothing for you here. I'm not going to do that, either. Even if I leave, Kate is still missing. What are you looking for, Captain? I'm looking for the right way to continue my investigation without starting a five-alarm fire. I'm looking for the connection between you and the people in my town. I'm looking to find a solution to this so nobody gets hurt. Mm, you're not convincing me. That's enough for now. I don't want to see you in here again. The feeling is mutual. Stay out of trouble, Jack. Let us solve the case. Do you know what I'll say to you when you do? What's that? Hiya, motherfucker. Well, that went about as well as expected. He insinuated something. You called him a moron? Do you think he suspects anything? Don't whisper at me. It's suspicious. Tom is talking to the coroner. Jenny Malay just got here if you're wondering who's yelling in the other room. Why are you still here? It's almost nine in the morning. You should go get some sleep. I wanted to wait for you. Isabella, you're done? Whew, Christ, this is a mess. That body's not her, is it? No, they think it's... And I know how you used to talk about my sister anyway, Officer Lacey. Don't think I don't remember. Oh, Tom, thank God. Where the hell have you been? What the hell is going on? Jenny, just take a deep breath. You did not just say that to me. I will not calm down until someone explains why I happened to pass the county coroner entering this building at 7 in the morning. Or why there is a body in the back office. Or why nobody will look me in the eye and tell me whose it is. Jenny. What am I supposed to think? Why won't anybody tell me? I have this terrible feeling. Why aren't you saying anything? It's not Kate. How the hell do you know? How can you be sure? Because the coroner just told me it's a male. It's been mummified, so she can't say for sure, but her guess is it's been weathering sun and wind exposure for a decade or longer. Oh. Yeah. Do they have any idea? We're sending it to the county coroner's lab for identification. You think it could be... I don't know. Tom had pulled the oxygen right out of the room. He hadn't meant to. He didn't know. I couldn't breathe. Couldn't do anything except rotate those four horrible facts around and around in my head. Male. Mummified. A decade or longer. 
In a back room of the police station, a shriveled corpse grinned yellow teeth at a featureless ceiling. No name to turn it from a thing to a person. The last time I saw my father, he'd pretended to steal my nose by looping his pointer finger over the joint of his thumb. I was too old for that kind of thing. I'd rolled my eyes when he'd waved it in my face, groaning and sticking out his tongue. El St. James. That's his name. A big, warm man with a big, warm laugh. In my head, he's larger than life. And in my head, my mother is exactly life-sized. Don't be stupid, Dad, I told him. When I was really little, I'd pretend to snatch my nose back and reattach it. I didn't do that. My little catastrophe, he said, and he pretended to throw my nose over his shoulder. Oh well, he said, now it's missing in action. Famous last words, right? Tom, do you know anything else about the body? About who it is? Nothing I'm going to tell you. What? It's part of an ongoing investigation, and you are not the police. You want to tell me why you changed your tune so fast? Do you want to tell me what this is? Where'd you get that? The captain gave it to me. What is it? It looks a lot like my arrest record, which would mean that your boss ran a fucking background check on me. I don't blame him. Do you, considering what's inside? I guess it might look kind of bad, from a certain point of view, but listen, not all of it was my fault, and I can totally explain that- <sighs> Underage alcohol possession. Several charges for being drunk and disorderly. Hmm. Public indecency. I can explain Breaking and entering. most of those. And the last one was not my fault. Drug possession. Okay, that one was my fault. Ah. And you aren't even a private investigator. Do you even know private detectives have to have a certification? In some places, you have to have a bachelor's degree in criminal justice to be licensed as a private investigator. Do I look like someone with a bachelor's degree in criminal justice? You look like someone who's been lying about who she is and why she's here since the minute we met you. Look, I might have stretched the truth a little, but... <laughs> How can I believe anything you've said now? God, did you know we were going to find that body? What about Kate's car? Of course not! How could you say that? Tom, that body might be... <laughs> You're not a detective. You're not here to help any of us. You're just a dishonest meddler manipulating everybody around her who should never have even come here. I don't exactly need your approval, you know. Did you even mean it when you said you wanted to help Jenny? I did. I do. God, you had me so convinced. Finally, I thought, somebody cares. Somebody wants to do something. And I was so happy to let you. You should be thanking me, because you seemed happy enough to let Jenny cry all over you instead of trying yourself. Was any of it real? All this shit about puzzles and hidden messages and journals and monsters. What do you really want? If you don't believe me, why the fuck do you care? No harm, no foul, right? Because this isn't a game, 
or a scavenger hunt with a fun clue at the end. This is my life. This isn't a game for me, either. And that may be my brother. What? When I was 17, my older brother Julian went missing. They never found his body. Just over a decade ago now. Tom, I, I didn't know. Our lives aren't some mystery that you get to pull apart and feel clever about solving. And if that is my brother, Julian's not a clue. And neither is Kate. That's not what I think at all. I don't care. This isn't about you at all. Just... just go. Hey, uh... We don't need you. I don't want you here. Don't come near me, or Jenny, or this town again. Superstition will solve its own problems. It's time for you to leave us alone. That's really what you think? Yes. Then don't blame me if she turns up dead. Charger. Where's my damn phone charger? There you are. Screw you, phone charger! Left sneaker. Where's my damn left sneaker? I'm not available for comment! What are you doing? What does it look like I'm doing? Looks like you're packing. Oh, you've got eyes. Oh, there's my damn left sneaker. Screw you, left sneaker! Usually... When somebody's packing means they're going somewhere. Elementary, dear Watson. Where's my jacket? You're leaving. You were in the room for all of that. I did flee the scene fast enough. Yeah, well. Here's your jacket. Jack, why are you leaving? You heard Tom. I got the message loud and clear. You aren't exactly the kind of person who does what she's told without question. You don't really know what kind of person I am. I have a better idea than you think I do. What is that supposed to mean? You're running away. No, I'm not! Then where are you going to go? To... to... thing? Ugh, I don't know yet. I'll figure it out. It's what I always do. I thought you came to Superstition to figure something out. And now you're going to leave without your answer? I don't know why I came here. And I can't tell you what the point of anything that's happened in the last week and a half actually is. Anything? No big loss, right? What, you're going to miss me annoying the shit out of you? Now you can move on with your life. Now you're putting words in my mouth. You shook things up. Yeah, so does an earthquake. I think I needed it, and none of this is finished. If you think it's your fault, then don't you have an obligation to help clean it up? Everything is worse off than it was before I got here. I didn't solve anything. Or help anyone. I almost got you arrested. Don't tell me you're enjoying being collateral damage. Don't tell me what I am and am not doing. I haven't been following you around, waiting for something to happen. I chose to. I wanted to. I still do. Well, I don't. 
See, I think you're running away because you're afraid that you are going to find the answer. And because you're afraid that body in the police station is your dad's. So what? If it's not him, then it's somebody else's problem. If it is, then he's been dead for a long time. And there's nothing I can do for him now. I can do the mourner's caddish on the road. So that's it. You'll just pack it in and move on to the next thing? Pretty much. You really don't care about anybody but yourself? It's gotten me this far. Has it? No, I tricked you just as much as I tricked myself. Don't take it personally. I'm finding that kind of difficult. I asked you to be upfront with me. I thought you were. I felt... It was nice, you know, to feel like I was a part of something for a minute. But I guess it didn't matter to you at all. I told you that I was somebody that I'm not. Don't act so surprised. You're a lot of things, Jacqueline St. James. Some of them good, some of them not so great. A few pretty interesting. But I didn't really think that you were a coward. I told you. You don't really know what kind of person I am at all. Be careful. Superstition isn't an easy place to leave behind. Watch me. I don't think I will. In my rearview mirror, superstition Arizona loomed like an animal. That seems silly, because it was just a town at the end of a beat-up road. One library, one school, a few bars. But all the same, it got bigger the closer I got to the highway and somewhere else. I even stopped to look at that stupid sign for a minute. Welcome to Superstition, where anything can happen. Population 7,540. It isn't like I have any claim to this place, or that it's got any claim on me. I wanted it to say something to me. I stood by the side of the road in the dusty afternoon and waited for a sign. There wasn't one. There never is. I don't know why I thought I could do this. I hadn't noticed anything wrong the weeks and the days and the hours before my parents didn't come home. I was a kid, self-absorbed. But I see the cracks now. Looking back, I'm always looking back. Mom had been distant and confused. She wasn't well. And my dad was too close, too kind, too concerned. I'd assumed they'd forgotten to tell me they'd be out, with the kind of naivete that I'd hit with a stick if I saw it now. I waited up by myself, fell asleep on the couch. When they hadn't returned the next morning, I'd called Dan to ask if he knew if they were taking a trip, and if they knew they'd left me behind. He called the police. All my life, I've been peering backwards down a tunnel, watching that moment unfold over and over again, wondering if there's anything I could have changed. For some reason, I was so sure that if I could help find Kate Millay, I'd find them too. That everything happening in Superstition was a cascading chain of events with my own tragedy at its center. That if I just wanted it enough... Did I really ever believe that I could find my family after all this time? Would they even know me if I did? Would they want to? 
The town grew smaller. By the time I turned onto the highway, it had vanished into the distance. It was better off without me. Most people are. Thank you for listening to Superstition. Episode 7 stars Kira Apple as Jack, Nathan Comstock as Mark O'Connell, Jory Taylor as Isabella, Alex Galegos as Tom, and Natalie Hunter as Jenny. It was written and edited by Sarah Kolb. You can find us on Twitter at Pod Superstition and on Patreon, Superstition Podcast, and we'd love it if you send us a tweet, leave us a review, let us know what you thought. As always, thanks for listening, and we'll see you in our tiny town in two weeks.